Party time, everybody. Welcome to We Universe. This is the show where we party as hard as we fucking can. I'm talking about laying out lines of cocaine all the way around a game board, making Animal Crossing characters, snort it all up. That's what that game's about, incidentally. Uh, people didn't buy it, so they don't know. It's about it's an Animal Crossing cocaine simulator, and it's really good. Uh, sure. My name is Steve Gunley. Hello, I am Andrew WK, your co-host. <laughs> I like to party. The WK stands for Woody Kiskowski. <laughs> and a- a- Andrew is like my prefix. Fair. Yeah, yeah, fair. It's good. to. I mean, people didn't know that and you were Andrew the, WK this whole time. From the, so. from the line of Andrews. Yeah, absolutely. I don't actually know anything about Andrew WK except that he likes to party. Hey, he's married to Kat Dennings, so good on you. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice work. Okay. Nice work. Good. If you can I, I can finally learn some of my backstory. Finally. I've been finally. married for all these years. I should have been paying better attention. Also, you are an interesting dude because uh, Andrew W.K., as we all know, was a child piano prodigy. He's like a musical genius who just chooses to make goofy party music. So I'm a fan of the dude. Okay. I mean, you. I'm a fan of you, sure. Andrew W.K. Sure. Uh, but would you like a napkin for that blood coming out of your mouth? Oh, uh, that's why I have a mask. Oh, okay. You're yeah. good. You're good. Because I just have bloody noses. Just le- If I took this just thing constantly. off, there'd just be pools of blood all over the Side all over effect of partying. Yep. Side effect of partying. Uh, today we are playing Mario Party 10 and Animal Crossing amiibo festival and as always when we have a party related game we need to bring in some backup and we're very delighted to have a special guest here with us today uh corinne kempen is here back from the miss pac-man episode hello corinne kempen hello Good to have you. <laughs> we have, we have a, for those who That's can't see us. That's a sort of snappy rapport that keeps that relationship built. <laughs> for, for for those who can't, uh, who don't know our our behind the scenes process here, we we move our mic back and forth awkwardly between people. So if you hear pauses when we have guests on, that's why. It's because I'm awkwardly moving the mic around. And it's because this guest is a complete rookie and doesn't know what she's doing. Not true. Not true. Corinne is our logo designer for mm-hmm. our show. She did an amazing work on that. And she's just a generally awesome person that we're very excited to have here. She so, also yeah. totally carried our team in Mario Party yes. to, through the through the potential destruction of Bowser. You evaded the clutches of yeah. the large lizard man. How do you feel? Fantastic. <laughs> as you should, as you should. It, not everybody escapes the large lizard man. Yep. Uh, she to go. She's going to Super Nintendo World. You oh man, yeah, that's the place. Yeah. yeah, that's the place to go. Uh, but as as always, before we get started talking about the episode, let's talk about what other games we're playing that aren't these games. Oh man, I mean, obviously, I, yeah, I just play an Animal games. Crossing amiibo festival just for hours and hours and hours. Can't blame you. Yeah, Can't blame I've been you. no sleep from, that's what from all my time for. attending amiibo festival. Yeah, yeah, I finally got got it running. Um, no, I've been playing Elden Ring mostly. Um, they I they had an exciting patch today in the sense that it added two features that like is embarrassing that haven't been enabled yet. It used to be a when start you start button. Yeah, yeah. I mean almost. Yeah. Like at some point the way that game was set up before, when you tried to quit the game, it took you back to the title screen, oh. which would re-log you into the server, go through the two title screens again, and then you would quit out. Fun. And so, like, their big feature was they just added an ability to quit to desktop. And it's like, okay, this game's been out four months, and uh, you gave the ability to quit to desktop. Good for them. Great. And they also added the feature where if you have an adequate number of golden seeds... 
to like increase. And let how, me tell you, yeah. I am lousy with them. Yeah, no, but it was like you needed three golden seeds to increase your flask count. You know, we've all been there. We all sure. have an inadequate flask count, and your oh. doctor tells you to start taking golden seeds. Yeah, to up yeah. that flask count. Taking a bath in peaches, all yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't tell you how many seeds you had. It's <laughs> like you're like use three golden seeds to up your flask count? You would say yes, and it'd be like, not enough golden seeds. And you're like, great, you should have told me how many I had. And now they, like, put a dot there to let you know that you have enough. It's just very That's... weird to me that, like, this huge, giant, multi-million selling game, like, as like, getting patched to have some very basic features in down yeah. the line. But, hey, it's still, it's still a fun game. I'm slashing dudes up with my samurai. Hell yes. So, Hell yeah. yes, absolutely. I mean, we're recording this two days after we sure. recorded our last episode, so not too much has changed. Uh, I've made more progress in Kirby. I've gotten to the point where, like, I kind of can't really do anything else. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of done with Kirby, I think. But it's also oh, like... Oh, you, so you've beaten it. I, I guess it's like one of those, yeah, I guess I've beaten it, but I'm like, I kind of just want to keep playing it. I, mm. I want to unlock all the different weapons and uh, power up my sword and do dorky shit like that. Nintendo! It's really fun. It's a really good game. I don't think Nintendo has ever quite cracked the uh, post-game like post content for things. Yeah. Like... This um, is... This is one of the better post-game games okay. like that I've seen because there's kind of a full other game right. where you have to restore all the pieces of a lion's soul, you know, as you do. And uh, I successfully did that last night. Finally, finally restored that lion. And um, yeah, but now I just want to get a super powerful sword with uh, lots of flame stuff on it. And then I'm back into Hollow Knight, uh, you know, because I had taken a slight Kirby break, but now I'm playing Hollow Knight again. And it's really good. And another thing I did mention that I started playing on my vacation, I've kind of been picking at uh, a game that a lot of people are playing right now, Diablo Immortal. Oh, uh, I'm curious to hear your take here. Playing it on my phone, you know, it's it's surprisingly fast and accessible for uh, like a massively multiplayer phone game. Like sure. it hasn't crashed too much. I don't feel like I'm too horribly behind everything, uh, although I, I did put it down for two days, so I'm probably obsolete by this point. But it doesn't, but, I mean, it's it's not... It's not multiplayer, right? I mean, I know that those features are there, but when you're yeah. running around, you're not, like, competing with other people. No, no. There's a bunch of people, like, on, in the world, like, shooting stuff and doing the same stuff oh, that there you is. are. But, there, yeah, there's a bunch of people there, but they don't really interact with you. Okay, because uh, that's and, new Unless in you Diablo, decide usually. to allow them. Yeah, you can you can bring people into your party. Now, have you been pushed to any sort of monetization stuff yet? Or no, you? no, not yet. And I'm, I'm waiting for that. I think that's the moment I'm going to delete the app is when it says, if you want to proceed, you need to spend $99 to get a demon's butthole or something. Yeah, I, I am. Know. I mean, I am really curious. That's an interesting game because I've always been a big Diablo fan and I I don't know like how big of a role monetization plays in just playing through the core game. Yeah. So. Uh, now, Corinne, you're not a huge gamer, so you're not really gaming a lot, but are you doing anything that you want to call attention to? Like anything that's fun that you want to hype or uh, call out to people? Movie or book? I mean, not really. I'm not playing any games, but I had a lot of fun watching you play Kirby last night <laughs> and helping you choose what stupid little weapon to wear. And the crystal hat is definitely my favorite. The crystal hat is actually really cute and very powerful, Adorable. and it turns you into a little crystal ball that shoots other crystals. That was the uh, that was the working title, Kirby and the Kingdom of the Crystal Hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have I bought it much sooner had it been <laughs> that. Had it been emphasizing the hat early on, or the or Kirby and the Mystery of the Tornado Hat, I guess. Sure. Tornado yeah. Hat also really cute. Yeah, Tornado Hat very cute. Blizzard Hat. I mean, really Kirby's always have any cute. Ugly looks. No. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's talk about our games today. We are back 
talking about Mario Party. We've talked about Mario Party three times at this point. We covered the first three on the Nintendo 64, uh, and then there were none others that were worth uh, covering because... Uh, for those who didn't sure. listen to those episodes, uh, we're not really on board with Mario Party in this house. You know, sure. we're, uh, we're we're kind of anti-party. We're party poopers, if you yeah. will. Yeah, I mean a little bit. It's Mario Party always is less fun than it should be. It's like the fundamentals seem like they should work. Yeah, you go around and you play mini games, and then there's just always random bullshit where you're like, they really designed the game this way. Like and that's, they've they've had so many opportunities now yeah. to fix these things and they instead they've kind of just made them more frustrating it, it, it's very much like the it's for kids type of excuse sure. where like a game like Candyland, for example which is not a great game from like a gameplay perspective no um but like you know kids enjoy it because it's very simple to process and things like that but has very li- no strategic interaction. It's like Mario Party, they can't quite decide. They're like, there's some aspects that seem like they flow nicely into the gameplay. Yeah. And other aspects where you just constantly like hit a backwards block and go the other way. There, or- there I, I made the comment while we were playing and there's always a point in a Mario Party game where like, you're having a good time yeah. and then something will happen to remind you that you're playing a Mario party game yes. and it'll just kind of smack you in the face. Like it's like, Oh right. Yeah. It's this bullshit. I have to endure. Like I, I, I let my guard down for a second. I was having fun. Exactly. And it's not even that it will specifically happen to you. It will just happen to someone and then it will feel bad. Like Corinne, you were kicking ass in this game. You were like ahead by a meaningful amount of mini stars and then uh, Bowser just kind of showed up for really no reason and took half your stars. Like, how, how did that feel in your soul? It like, was a huge bummer. Yeah. Because I genuinely earned those little you shits. You did. In a mini game, which very rarely happens. And then they were just all cruelly stolen. And then it feels bad for me, who's in second place and then is pushed into first. But I'm like, I didn't earn this. Like, I, I don't want this. Yeah, I'm- we had a couple of, of, like, rounds of, like, wow, sorry. Like, oh, yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I guess it's okay. Like, we all felt bad. It yeah, us yeah. all feel bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there are no winners. There are no winner. Nobody's feeling good about it. There's no like camaraderie here or no like one-upsmanship because you know you didn't earn this victory over your opponent. You know, it's just Bowser came in and took it. Every so often you have a Mario Party game where no bullshitty thing happens. Yeah. And like that's pretty good. Yeah. But that like happens maybe one in five games. And we'll uh, we'll get more into the gameplay here in a second, but a little a couple of details. Mario Party 10 was released March 20th, 2015. It was developed by ND Cube and published by Nintendo, and it is N-D a Wii U exclusive. Cube? ND Cube. So okay. the ND in ND Cube stands for Nintendo and Dentsu, uh, the latter of which is one of the biggest advertising firms in Japan. So these two companies, they came together in 2001, starting with the handheld F-Zero Maximum Velocity for GBA, which you've uh, advocated for many times. Uh, That partnership resulted in a couple of huge hits during the Wii era, including Wii Play and Wii Play Motion, uh, both of which are completely generic minigame collections that nonetheless sold more than the Bible. I believe that they were packaged with Wii Remote Pluses, and it was like an extra $10 over just getting the controller, and people were like, yeah, what the hell, I need something to play with my Wii. I believe we have a Wii Play game coming up on this show, or Wii Party or something, one of those. So get hype. Yeah, get real excited (laughs) about it. Mark your calendars for that one, people. Uh, So 
this led to uh, the success of those games led to Nintendo buying out Dentsu's share in the company and make it into a wholly owned subsidiary. And then starting with Mario Party 9 in 2012, NDQ basically became the in-house Mario Party factory. Okay. The, and the is series, that still the case? That's still the case. Okay. Previously, this had been outsourced to Hudson. So Hudson had done most of the early uh, Mario Party games. And so the restructured NDQ brought on a bunch of Hudson devs to help kind of maintain the series style. Uh Probably a mistake. They probably should have started <laughs> sure. from the ground up. Well, and they did. They had an opportunity to redo things. Mario Party 9 did make a pretty substantial change, which is um, everyone's in the same little cart. Yes. Like, so for all of the previous Mario Parties, it's like a board game where, you know, you take turns rolling and you go wherever you want on the board. Yeah. That's dictated by your dice. But here... You're all in. You still take turns rolling dice, but you all travel together. Yeah, and so you're sort of getting from the beginning to the end of the board, and that was in nine. And I feel like, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time on Mario Party message boards and forums. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I and so you there. remember like the oh. outrage when uh, everyone Blowing realized up. you were all in the same card. Waluigi Lover sixty nine was inflamed. Yeah. Okay, he was really upset, yeah, uh, and, and you were mad at him because he took your username. He did. Yeah. I had to steal for stupid Waluigi. Luigi Lover 420. That's not as fun. Lame. Um, But they chose to keep that for Mario Party 10. You are in the same car here. It was not a popular feature, but they doubled down on it. Uh, So yeah, Mario, the Mario Party series, it's been chugging along with fairly regular releases for years and years, but I think the series has been struggling to evolve or refine its core premise. And, and like you said, some games tried for some novelty features. Like I think Mario Party 6 had a microphone peripheral. Yeah, but that was very like, very limited, very added very little. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it seems... I mean, in this game, for what it's worth, also has a microphone feature. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Way to breathe, no breath. Yeah. 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 Uh, But it it didn't really seem to matter which kind of Mario Party you played. You know, it's like you could just kind of grab any random one and they sort of live or die by their mini games. Yeah. You're not going to remember which mini games are in which games. I know. It's like kind of whatever one your friend has when he wants to play this game is the one that matters. So, yeah, like you said, Mario Party 9 represented one of the biggest changes in the series by adding the little car that you all ride around in. That means much more linear boards, much more efficient gameplay, uh, but also much less strategy and kind of less fun. I don't know. It's very odd, like, because I think from a practical standpoint, it does. I think your cat came in. It doesn't really matter whether you're in the same car or all going separate areas. Because you're still just rolling the dice and random crap occurs. Yeah, yeah. But somehow it feels like you have less autonomy because you're getting pulled along. Like, board games are fun when you have the illusion of control. Sure. Right? Like, we know that you're still constrained by the rules and that there's heavy elements of chance, but you want to believe that there was some aspect of your decision-making that mattered. And, and I think that's what people bumped against because yes. the other boards were non-linear in right. their own weird little ways. And they were always changing and kind you, of shifting. You just you go around like a set number of turns. Yeah. And the advantage of that, I don't I don't know. Like I was very of the anti like everyone's in the same car camp. I thought that was dumb. But here I didn't mind it so much. I didn't mind because it as as a fan of games moving quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like because you go that. through a set amount of the board, um, it moves faster, but it's also slightly less unpredictable. Yeah, or, or sli- slightly more unpredictable on how long it will take. Yeah, like, we got very close to the end, and it felt like things had been going very fast. And like in the 
other Mario parties, every four, every time someone takes a turn, you play a minigame. Yeah. It happens at a random interval. Here it's like, we re- landed on a Bowser square. Corinne last half her coins. Mm-hmm. And then we landed on a minigame square. And then we played a minigame. Then they landed on the go backwards square. The person went backwards and we landed on the Bowser square again. And then that happened. Oh. And then you went forward and hit the backwards and then played another mini game. And it took us like, you know, twice as long to get through the last six squares as it did to like get to that point on the board. It felt and like that. That was my, oh yeah, right. We're playing Mario party yeah. moment. That was where I'm like, yeah, okay. These are not fun. I, I was not enjoying it. because before that, the mini games that we were hitting were like, pretty fun yeah like we were no, the all having a really good time with them right yeah. impressive so like yeah the first one we played was like a soccer game where you had to tilt the wiimote yeah um it was kind of like monkey League. ball style yeah 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 where you're trying to like bump a soccer ball into a net and this was kind of this is good mario party content this is what you want you want to all be like yelling at each other <laughs> and kind of figuring out the controls and be like no 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 oh god i almost got it and like yep. that's what you want and then the one that Corinne really rocked the house on was like this kind of whack-a-mole style. What was it? It was, it was like golf. golf balls uh, and yeah. and bombs. It was like a little driving range thing where it would it would poke a bomb up for you to hit, and you had to not hit that one. Yeah. You had to just hit the little golf ball first. It was and a reaction game. Like you get rewarded yeah. for hitting it first, but if yeah. you're like Steve and I, who's very twitchy to try and get the first <laughs> hit, the minute a bomb comes up, you swing and get and minus points. Make you wait longer. Oh. Yeah. My my logic here is that I want that bomb as far away from me as possible. You know, sure. I'm going to do a long drive to get that thing. That out makes of it there. explode, though, Steve. Really, that's if, how bombs if, work. The way it should work is that I should be able to smack the bomb and keep the golf ball. In my time at MIT, when they put bombs out in front of us, we were deliberately told not to hit them with the three woods. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. All right. What it are was... they teaching to that coastal liberal <laughs> academy? Sure, oh, man. Um, but that mini game was like kind of awesome like it, was it, kind did, of awesome. it worked really well and was like very intuitive rules it was and a was, simple like waggle of the Wii yeah, it was we like, should also mention this only uses the Wii remote uh except for like the gamepad for certain like yeah games. so but in, like the main in, game this is uh, one of the criticisms of this game is that it is essentially just mario party 9 2 you know sure. it is it didn't really change too much from that game i believe that would be mario party 100 20 no never mind i can't do i can't i can't i can't square nine in my head yeah it's late at night people 81 is that it sure that sounds good yeah 81 yeah Yeah, there you go (laughs) math someday we'll get to that mit degree is not helping you well i was hitting too many bombs with the three woods that's the problem that's the problem it's seared (laughs) off my brain um what what other mini games did we play? Oh God! I mean, there there were uh, there was one there were like little boss battles where you had to like jump onto a Goomba from yeah. like, like climb up the ladders and these squirrels kept hitting you. Like there was some clever stuff in here. Um, but then you just get to that Mario Party frustration and you get to that thing where stars are going to be randomly appointed to people well, who here, hit a certain number of whatever. They squares. get rid of uh, stars in general. Like it yeah, used to be you got stars. coins and then you use those to buy stars, which was kind of weird and arbitrary. Um, that really slowed things down. I think that's a better choice to just get rid of those altogether. And here you just get mini stars, yeah. which just whoever has the most at the end wins. But then there are random bullshit bonuses for like, you get one for losing the most stars. Like, yeah. have some stars. You lost the most stars. It's like, uh. I mean, and, you know, so th- this is kind of the main mode of the game. But there are other modes that are in this. The one that we tried first, and uh, Woody's quote of the evening, I think, is, 
why would this enrich my life? Because uh, <laughs> we were trying to play. It was the Amiibo Festival I mean, mode, which is going to come into really play with our next game. for a lot of these Wii U games. Uh, yeah, but. yeah. I mean, so this, this one lets you use one of eight specific Amiibos that you can tap into your uh, uh, gamepad, and then you can use their representations in-game to play basically original Mario Party. But they're like, already like, you don't can't like put, Rid- you have a Ridley like Amiibo. Yeah. I'm like, let me play as Ridley in Mario Party. Come on, it'll be great. No, yeah, no game it, doesn't let you. You can only play as like characters that already are in Mario yeah, Party. Yeah, it's like Mario, Luigi, Wario, Peach, Donkey, uh, Kong. Donkey Kong. You, you know, like you that. know. Them, the, you basic, the basic yeah. crew, the core core. Yeah. The um, core core. <laughs> yeah. And like, basically this drops you into original Mario Party where it's like one player at a time going around a board, much smaller board. Yeah, and, and just like, it's just a square, essentially. It's just a square, and if you're not playing as one, like the the non-Amiibo uh, character appears as kind of like a Candyland-style cardboard sure. cutout in a stand. I thought that was really cute, aesthetically. I, I agreed. As that soon was... as I noticed that he was cardboard, I was pleased by that. Right, but I mean, why couldn't it have been a little cardboard? Corinne Ridley? has a real, uh, a real soft spot for cardboard, but that's why she just, yeah. she just has a cardboard cutout of like Chris Hemsworth. Just Hemsworth. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. She, she only likes Dave Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. You, if you get one, you get one cardboard cutout to put in your bedroom. Who, who is it of? Oh, it's too difficult. All right, we'll come, we'll, we'll come back to you on that one. I mean, obviously me. It's, it's like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Ultra 64 cardboard cutout. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this mode, we were pretty immediately bored by it. Yeah, because this it's mode got sucks. A, it has a mechanic that we're going to be touching upon uh, pretty shortly here, uh, and that is in order to roll the dice, you need to tap your amiibo onto the gamepad which we found immediately tedious. And also we just didn't, what was the benefit to having one of these Amiibos versus not having one of these Amiibos? Because it's just like you get a slightly more detailed 3d model versus the cardboard model, but the cardboard model is kind of cuter. Like, like Krim was saying, like, we don't need and it's just a much less fun engaging version of the game like it's cool that there's the option to play like original roll around the board and get a star style but like it's a real shitty version of that and i mean this game comes packaged with an amiibo it's either like a mario a bowser or a peach i have the bowser version sure and so they're obviously emphasizing this amiibo compatibility but this is such a nothing mode that it kind of just, it doesn't really Well, and the odd thing, if you play with a Bowser character in this, all the minigames become one versus three minigames. Yeah, um, that's really weird. Where the player who's Bowser uses the Wii U gamepad, and actually that's, I think we can transition now into that third mode we played, because yes. that sort of explores that in a way that works much, much better. Yeah, absolutely. So this is like the uh, the Bowser mode, where... It's, you can play an amiibo party, a Bowser party, or a Mario party. Exactly. So. And the Bowser party, I think, has been my favorite feature of this game. Uh, it's an asymmetrical game. One person holding the gamepad gets to control Bowser, and the other four are in the car. And it's kind of like a chase. Mm-hmm. You are uh, The people in the car get to all roll. They have to try and get as far away from Bowser as possible. Their goal is to make it to the end of the level without 
all getting killed. <laughs> yes. And Bowser's goal is to kill everything. Yep. As his, just uh, his rip them up into tiny little shreds. Just like them, little yeah. pieces of Yoshi's tongue or <laughs> strewn about the it's amusement gonna, park. He's going to make a necklace of Mario's teeth. Yeah. 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 It's, it's gonna Peaches get real... strand, hair strands are just ripped apart. He's just going to recreate episodes of Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> with different Mushroom Kingdom levels. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like I yeah. mean, I bet Toad is delicious. Toad is the one that yeah. has the the mushrooms already growing yeah. out of it. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it, I was playing as Bowser. Uh, Bowser gets uh, three dice, which you get to roll by like holding the triggers and shaking the game pad, which again doesn't add anything, but it's fun and stupid and chaotic. They're super badass dice too. They are like gigantic heavy metal dice I, with red pips on them. Yeah. I, I, the, the world of dice has gotten out of hand. I was yeah. killing time over at the the gaming store between HeroClix rounds yeah. and like looking around at the stuff they were selling. They had like a whole shelf of like high end gamer dice that were like, you know, all these different colors and like heavy duty photo design. Like one of these sets of dice was like $115. Yeah. And I'm like, I would not spend that much on dice because I'm going to lose the fucking dice and then be sad forever. Like, Here's the horrible thing. Uh, I want them. I don't, <laughs> I don't regularly play any games with dice that, that would require that. They're gorgeous. They're like little art pieces, you know? Like, I, I kind of want them. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, these dice are particularly nice looking. And I like that Bowser's big mitt, like, makes up the yeah. screen on the game pad. And he's holding the dice and you can shake them around it, like that. But, like, a lot of these gameplay elements are sort of like a trick in the sense that, like, what you roll as Bowser really doesn't matter because, yeah. like, if you rolled less than the amount needed to close the gap, baby Bowser just came in and is like, oh, I'll let you roll again. Yeah. And so that was a little odd. Like, I don't know. I think that was just a one-off re-roll yeah. because I never But it uh, only came up once. But, yeah, yeah, like, it only came up once. It was, it was a weird... Yeah, it was definitely a weird way of kind of and, trying to balance things and out. And then as, you know, the Mario or the anti-Bowser team is traveling through, you'll occasionally get to, like these treasure selection rooms where it'll show like five different uh, treasure chests. Yeah. And then you, Bowser, can see on the gamepad what's in each one. Yeah. And then they're like, try to trick the the team by like putting graffiti on them. But and like, I didn't really understand the strategy of this one way or no. another. Maybe somebody can come up with a really clever thing to draw that would actually fool people or confuse people, but it feels like you're going to have about the same amount of chance as selecting a no, treasure. No, it doesn't make not. any sense. I assumed it would be like a shell game thing where yeah. it would like show us what was in all of the treasure chests and then somehow you would have the ability to mix them all around. See, that would make more sense. Instead, it gives you the chance, opportunity to do some graffiti. They give you five treasure chests and you get to do, two of them have negative elements. Two of them have hearts, which could restore your teammates. Yeah. And one of them has a treasure. So you, you're Which trying are mostly, to, treasures are mostly like a block that lets you roll farther. Exactly. And you're trying to just get the other person to select one of like the dead fish, which is just going to be nothing sure. or like a punishment thing. So you can draw something on the screen to try and confuse them or try and draw them towards anything. But like anything I draw, you're not going to trust. Right. So you might as well just ignore it, you know, which is kind of essentially what we did. Yeah, we were eventually it, it just drawing wants, dicks on it. Like, it yeah. wants to be like a psychological, like hidden role thing of like, oh, is Steve telling the truth? Do we trust him? But like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, or I guess like 
how well do you know your friend? Like, can you tell if they're lying? Can you tell if they're bluffing? But if he's just yeah. drawing like random scribbles on yeah. them, which is a good or strategy. F A R T S. That spells farts. For oh, people who can't I get read. it now. Yeah. Now you get it. Now that's you get funny. It, it was really yeah. clever. Yeah, no, that's no. Good. And I, I personally, me playing it, like it doesn't matter if you're trying to read me or not. I'm just going to be an agent of chaos. Like I don't, I'm not taking any strategy with this. I'm just like dicking around and hoping you pick the wrong and one. It was a shit. Like this was a shame because it kind of takes a long time and then it comes up multiple times as well. Like there was at least three of these treasure chest sections. Yeah. And then there was two where they would give us sort of hidden alternative paths, one that would slow us down, one that was faster. And then you would, again, draw on it to show us which way to go or not go. And the mini games are much shorter this time around and they're asymmetrical. So I'm controlling Bowser from the gamepad and they're trying to evade my mm -hmm. attacks. But instead of like losing points, you're going to be losing your hearts. If you lose all of your hearts, then you sit out the round. That means you have one less dice to roll with, yep. making it easier for me to catch you and easier for me to like blast the lives out of you. And so this is where things, I think, really kicked into gear for yeah. me. Like those basic mechanics are a little shaky, but like... First off, the, the asymmetric games in here, they were all pretty fun. Yeah. Some of them were just random stuff, but like... One I, of them had me blowing fireballs by blowing into the mic, which uh, I always hate. I hate I, doing those. I think that the Wii U is the best console for minigame collections that has been or ever will be. So far, that's been true. Because yeah. there are so many things that you can do with it. Like, you know, you, you can just use Wiimotes and like the Wii, Wiimotes are great for minigame collections. Yeah. Because you can point or shake or swallow or yeah. what, what, whatever you do with a Wiimote. Swallow the gamepad. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, dislodge your jaw. And then, uh, but then Wii U adds that asymmetrical thing where people can draw or blow on it or like tilt it. There was fun that was like uh, those sort of marble marble guiding things where you had to tilt the Wii U gamepad to like push fire into us. Yeah. I, and I mean, I think it's a good point about the mini games too, because the Wii U requires you to kind of all be on the couch, like within range of the console yeah. to be enjoying it. And that's the best way to play these kind of like mini game collection. Yeah. Game and, um, and, and then I was like, well, this seems unfair. Like, it seems like we have such an advantage because every time we got hearts, like characters that you had eliminated are goddamn, uh, computers were really dragging us down yeah they but sucked. they would come back to life when we got hearts and i'm like ah, i don't think that this is balanced at all but it got to a point where you like eliminated three of us and corinne was the only person in yeah meaning she only we only get one die roll before you get a roll and i got her down to one heart yeah like you were basically yeah. on your last legs like uh, and then you were kind of able to save the game and you won the whole you brought it you landed on a proper square you brought everybody back to life and you saved the game like Pretty impressive. And Are you going to Disneyland? <laughs> well, well, hell yes. <laughs> it was kind of terrifying. Like, especially I was playing as Toad and he was very tiny and small and like all alone. It made it really suspenseful, actually, by the end. And that it did. Yeah, there like, was some good tension there. Asymmetrical gameplay in board games is a very hard thing to achieve. And but it's very satisfying when it happens. That's yeah. I don't like cooperative board games in general because um they tend to feel very anticlimactic, either like, oh, yeah, we won. That was super easy. Or like the game just wins and you're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, but like satisfying. Yeah. If things are really close like this, like it felt like it could have easily gone either way. And so like that's satisfying, I think, for both teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I was pretty happy with the outcome, even just like, you know, not 
winning, but like sure. it was it was pretty fun. Like this I, is a I really... don't know. You all you you did kind of flip your TV off of the off of the table, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck this! You guys go home." You know, I don't know. I, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I just get mad. Yeah. Sometimes I just you, you're a pa- you're a passionate boy. You know, all of us Italians are. We sure, just, we get worked up. Uh, That's why you have a closet full of replacement TVs. I do. I do. <laughs> I just pull them down from the shelf. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, so, I mean, this was definitely the highlight of this game and kind of, like, for me, sort of the highlight of the Mario Party series so far. Yeah. Is that too hyperbolic no, to say? No, I don't think like, so. But, I mean, this is the also- cleverest way. It's the cleverest thing I've seen Mario Party do in a long yeah. time. It's a great way to really specifically utilize this console. You can play it with five people. You can play it with five people. You can bring it in. And like just, it, it's, it's got a nice balance of chaos. And, and, yeah, some of the features don't make sense and don't really work. But yeah. The mini games were fun. There was a good amount of tension, and it was pretty well balanced in the end. And like, on, like, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is one of those one in five Mario Party games that just like worked really well. Yeah. And honestly, like the first one we played that was the Mario Party, not the Bowser Party. Yeah. Was very close to being one of those two. Yeah. Until it sort of fell off in the last, you know, fifteen minutes. It was moving. It was it was fun. Like the mini games were solid, and then it kind of shat the bed by the end. But <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. But this is kind of the closest I've come to unironically enjoying a, a Mario Party game. Yeah, as as across. weird as that sounds, because I think we, I think most people have that association with the older Mario Parties of going around in a circle collecting the stars and they've gone back to that. I think I, I, yeah, I think I believe, that this is the last one where you're all in the same cart. I think I want to say this is the last numbered entry. Is the one after this Super Mario Party? Which I think was it might Switch. be Super Mario Party or like they did a couple of compilations like Super mm. Mario Party Superstars, things like that. Okay. I could be wrong. There might be a Mario Party 11 that I'm forgetting about, but I, I think this might be the last numbered one. Okay. So yeah, I think they're, they're kind of going back to the drawing board with that. Yeah, but like I... I think that this game is was kind of good. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it still yeah. has the same bullshit criticisms. I'm always going to put against Mario Party. Um, but this but is it, the one I would probably most rather play. Like, yeah. It, not having played most of the ones in the middle there. But, like, yeah. I don't know. This was really pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, less so is our next game <laughs> to talk about. Not to, not to spoil things a little bit. But our next game is Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. This was released November 13th, 2015 also developed by ND Cube and published by Nintendo. And once again, this is a Wii U exclusive. So Animal Crossing, uh, we did an episode on it. We've covered it a couple of times. Uh, it is a, a really fun series when it sticks to kind of its lane. It is a series that struggles a little bit when it does spinoffs. Sure. Some of the examples would include uh, Animal Crossing Plaza, which was kind of a failed social networking experiment that they tried to do. Weird. There was Happy Home Designer, which we talked about in our Amiibo episode. That was just focused on house design and interior design, and fans didn't really like that because they wanted to explore the whole village and meet other people. I mean, like, Animal Crossing is a game that has a lot of content in it, but is not very, like... There's not that many systems, so when you start pulling out that content and focusing on just one or two systems, you're like, boy, this is really shallow. Exactly. <laughs> that's really yeah. what you realize here. Yeah. And that's, you don't want to be emphasizing that. I think uh, they did a, a mobile game called pocket camp, which I think has eventually kind of found an audience, but I tapped out of that sure. one pretty quickly. Um, 
Does that mean that you started playing Simpsons Tapped Out? I did. Yeah. I did. I have been playing Simpsons Tapped <laughs> no, Out in preparation no. for our Patreon episode. Oh, no. I'm going to come back and Steve's going to be living in a shack. Yeah, basically. He spent all his money on virtual Springfield items. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, 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 okay, I'm going to have a lot to say about that game when we get to it. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Alter64Pop. We're covering it soon. Oh, well, uh, I mean, assuming you don't have to sell all of your recording equipment to, I, I might to do buy it. Moe's Tavern. some donuts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Amiibo Festival is undoubtedly the biggest departure from the Animal Crossing gameplay series. And perhaps coincidentally, it is the biggest flop in the franchise. Mm. Uh, Not even Nintendo seemed very excited about this game. They did an interview with director Aya Kiyogoku, who admitted that the game was only made as a flimsy pretext to justify making some Animal Crossing Amiibo He admitted this? That's what he said. Yeah, he's on the record saying, like, we only made this game because we wanted to make Animal Crossing That was after the game came out, right? It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was after the game came (laughs) out. Uh, I think nobody was really, uh, there was no love lost about this game. But they were pretty open about, like, oh, yeah, this was a cash-in. Yeah, we wanted you to buy the Animal Crossing Amiibos. Um, so this game was kind of thrown together to add some more specific functionality since the Wii U didn't get a proper Animal Crossing game to use them with. So uh, this game only uses four of the eight Animal Crossing figures released. So if you want to play as Tom, no- if you don't want to play as Tom Nook, KK Slider, Isabelle, or Mabel, you are out of luck. But you- why wouldn't you want to play as those characters? Oh, I mean, those are the big four. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can use other figures from your Amiibo cards. Uh, to bring them in as like background guest characters who like pop in and change a square once in a while. But those are the only ones that you can play with. Uh, This was also the rare Nintendo exclusive to only get a retail release. There is no digital version available. Hmm. Uh, And this game was pretty critically reviled and it was a huge flop upon release. I think it sold less than 20,000 copies total, which is pretty bad for an Animal Crossing game, pretty bad for a Nintendo game. I bought my copy, which came bundled with two figures and three cards for $2 at GameStop. Uh, So people were basically giving it away. Yeah. but Corinne, I know you're an Animal Crossing fan. Like you've you've gotten into Animal Crossing. How, do you feel that this captured the vibe at all? Was this uh, something you'd want to experience more of? I mean, not necessarily. I'm really used to the the nice, smooth Switch Animal Crossing graphics, like the new New Horizons one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cute. Oh my like god, this game really was so cute. cute. That's the thing. Yeah, it's I. I really can't emphasize enough how boring and kind of dumb this game yeah. is, but it is fucking adorable. And, it, it, and it to is, a degree that kind of carries it a lot longer than it should. And I am I am usually pretty immune to the Animal Crossing charms. Yeah. Like I don't play New Horizons. I don't care about that. But like each square here sort of gives you like, like you, you described it, Steve, it's like each square is like a community chest in Monopoly. Exactly. Or yeah. a chance where like it either it gives you money or it takes away money but they give you a, like a little cheapo backstory for how you made money or lost money. And they're it, all adorable. They're it's, all it's adorable. Like, I did something cute and the, all my friends came and rewarded me. And yeah. it's like, ah, or like I met a friend and we shared lunch together. So I, I, you know, you lose money or like, I went to karaoke, but my voice was sore and I was sad. And so you like lose a little bit of happiness and you're always like, oh, like all the ways that you would lose bells were just straight up like charity. Yeah. Like yeah. it was the most wholesome thing. And, yeah. It and, really was. And yeah. so mechanically, like you're, this is sort of more true to older Mario Party style. This is essentially Think- Mario Party without 
all of the complexity. Like or mini games. Yeah. It's Mario Party with just the dice and rolling. Just to be clear, Mario Party not known for its complexity. No. Um, yeah, it is amazing how rudimentary this game is. It, um, it is a very classic board game in the sense of like yeah but like a terrible board like game. a terrible board like like an early board game you know it's just where you just roll the dice and move squares that's kind of all you're doing in this game yeah. so you have to uh pick your amiibo character at the beginning and every time you want to roll the dice you have to tap your amiibo onto the game pad which is annoying and release it and let well, them roll it's the especially dice. annoying because like a game pad is only the size of a game pad so it's like <laughs> Did, do you, Just as a lemon is the size of a lemon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's my philosophical thought for the day. <laughs> so, like, we had it set on the middle of the table, so, like, we were all having to, like, reach over to get to it, or you're supposed to hand the gamepad, like, from person to person. There wasn't really a comfortable way to do it. Yeah. It also seems like some bullshit, because, like, this game comes with two Amiibos, but, like, you can play up to four people. Yeah. So you'd have to go buy two other Amiibos to play this four-player <laughs> And uh, no one was interested in doing that, yeah. apparently. Yeah, because the the uh, Animal Crossing Amiibos are always the cheapest ones. They're the ones that people don't really seem to want. Which so. is surprising. But yeah, so there's just two sort of basic measures here. Your happiness, which is what dictates who wins, whoever is signified by music notes, and um, bells, which are your money. And at Which the e- you literally can use to buy yeah, happiness. At the end of the game, every thousand bells is worth one happiness. <laughs> Um, Which, accurate. That conversion rate, that makes sense. Sure. I would like to be 50,000 happy, please. I had had a slight issue with this game's portrayal of, like, mental well-being and, like, (laughs) pursuit because... Wait, you're saying it's a little simplistic? I'm saying it's a little simplistic (laughs) because, like, I think what I have learned is that, like, your happiness is sort of an internal function for the most part of, like, the way that you approach things. And this game, like... It's all dictated by external factors. Yeah. And things like that seem like they should increase your happiness. Like, I met a friend and bought him lunch. They're like, all right, minus 500 bells. You bought lunch. But, like, it should give you a happiness boost because you, like, did something nice for someone else. Yeah, you don't you don't get that balance out. Like, if you're doing the charitable act when you land on a negative square, you yeah. know? That's basically the way the board is laid out at the, as the beginning. They're it's either just positive pink where or negative. good thing happens or dark blue where bad things happen. Exactly. And so it's you're either going to gain even, happiness or Even the bad things are cute. Exactly. Everything's cute. Uh, the game plays out like each turn is a day, and the game is supposed to take place over the course of a month. But you can set time limits on it if you don't want to play this for an hour, and you don't want to play this for an no, hour. No, we bear we half an it, hour it, was enough. A half an hour is a real slog. Like yeah. as we got near to the end, um, he's like, "Oh, I see you're running out of time. It flies when you're having fun. Like, do you want to add ten more minutes?" And I was like, "No, don't add ten more minutes. No." Oh my god! It's like he jumped on it like it was a live grenade. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. I mean. You don't really want to play much more of it. Each time you pass a week, uh, every Sunday, just like in Animal Crossing, Sao Joan will show up and introduce you to a stock market. You can buy some turnips and then sell them on the weekdays. <laughs> there are different spaces on each one of these. And I think uh, you two have a saga about your bell <laughs> consumption here that I'd like you to share. Uh, sure. So I re- I felt like, all right, these turnips, it's clear from the first time, like, this is only going to be profitable. <laughs> And then, so I spent all my money, all my bells, and bought a ton of turnips. And then, like, the next the next day, they're like, oh, no, the turnip market, the bottom has fallen out. So, like, they're all worth very little. Um, and so then it was Corinne's turn. 
<laughs> yeah. So then I, I did not buy turnips the first round. And then I did buy them the second round because the first the first week that we went through, it was, you know, moderately profitable. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll I'll play into this. They immediately say it has crashed now. So <laughs> I'm begging for just a square that will give me like a modicum of a profit. Ooh. And I end up finding one. I think I made what, like, like five eight, 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 eight bucks a turn each, up or something. Turn up. I'm like, cool. Phew. Like it, I made it out of that round. Yeah. And then literally the turn <laughs> after for no reason, no explanation, like this is halfway through the week. Nothing has changed. The first Nothing. time, like, the prices were stable through the whole week. And here, like, halfway through, he's like, well, the turnip market's really fluctuated. And some of the squares drop to, like, 50, and others go up to, like, 300. They just, it like, was quadruple. wild. I could not stop laughing at this. And not even just because I, like, screwed myself. I t- sold all my turnips for such a stupid profit. But all of a sudden, you're turning around. You made, you were up to 43 thousand bells and i was at four thousand yeah like oh my god it was, it was the craziest it was swing. mario party levels of random bullshit it's it's like that guy who sold like his stock in apple like for a thousand dollars and then like a month later everyone else is a billionaire That's so like, yeah yeah it, it was crazy like insanity. that was such a random thing to happen that just kind of completely fucked up the flow of the game like yeah. entirely like you got so <laughs> screwed off of that and so, like, every sort of new day, like, a new character will come in and sort of change the event spaces. So some of them, like, will be a fortune teller where whenever someone rolls your number, you get coins or happiness. Or um, what was another one? You play, like, high-low with a character to get, like, a card that decides your distance. I feel like this was their attempt at mini games. Yeah. It, it still didn't give you a lot of control over, but you could like tap on the gamepad, like choose your tarot card, mm. and then it would have like some lasting effect. And it yeah, really. it, it's it's the lowest possible interaction you can have and still yeah. call it a mini game. And mostly yeah. it's very annoying because every character will jibber jabber and give you their whole talk through each time a char- you land on one of their squares. Every single time. So you're just kind of like jamming on the A button. You're reaching over from wherever you are to tap on the A button on the gamepad and... uh it, the benefits it gives you, I guess, are helpful, but not so helpful but to justify it, it, slowing down the game it, so Again, much. like, the fact is, like, if everything that's in this game is just dictated by random chance, which yeah. it is, then it really doesn't matter what the effect of anything is. Exactly. Because at the end of the game, some person is randomly going to win. So, like, you could essentially just, like, start this game go into a fugue state where you just start <laughs> blindly tapping your amiibo against the gamepad and then wake up an hour later and be like, oh, good, I won, or I didn't win. But you would have the same experience. You pretty much would. Like, this this game, it, it's, a, it's a, what's the word for like a drug? It's a soporific. That's what it is. It was making me sleepy while I was playing it because... It is so rudimentary and also so brightly colored and soothing yeah. and just like positive and happy that like it feels like uh, how they describe it feels when you freeze to death where like you suddenly just get very quiet huh. and then fall asleep. Like, okay. I don't know. That's I felt like I was going to freeze to death in Washington in June. I don't know. That was my that was my experience with it. So 10 stars. Is what sure. I'm saying. Uh, a high rating two two thumbs up. But I yeah. So just to be clear, like this game from a gameplay perspective is a giant pile of garbage. Yeah. But like, God, it's cute. Like it's so I fucking cute. It's it. it I, I feel bad. Like I simultaneously feel bad giving it a pass because it is such like a rudimentary game 
but in some ways I also feel a little bad dumping on it yeah. because it's so charming and cute. Um, yeah. So it's somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle there. I don't know. Like the thing is too, though, I can't imagine like as boring as it was to play it through once for a half an hour. I can't imagine how boring it would be to try and play it a second time because no. you would see most of those cute events again. Like there was no repeats here, but like, they're gonna, you know, there's a there's a property of cuteness where it gets progressively less cute if you see it multiple times. Oh, trust me, I'm living that life. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm, I've I've been that guy my whole life. Um, but it's <laughs> like to then play this again, like it just feels like there'd be no replay value here. No, I mean you you do get at the end of the round they let you save your happiness points on your amiibo. And then every couple, every like hundred points, you get a new outfit. Man, I wish I had that ability to save happiness points in my life. Like one day where like, I'm really feeling it to be like, all right, I'm saving these. And then another day to be like, all right, let me tap this amiibo on my leg and then get these happiness points again to make it through this day. I've absolutely said that before. Like, why can't I just bottle this? (laughs) I'm going to need it later. Yeah. Oh my God, that way you'd make a million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> Bottled only. happiness. Yeah, sure. yeah. People do not pay much for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's their limit. Uh, <laughs> bottled happiness. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, that's about the profit margin I had on my giant beans, you know, the, the, sure. like bean stocks. But, you know, yeah, uh, really kind of a bizarrely underthought, like weird and shitty game. Yeah. That's still, it's just hard. It, it, you know, you don't want to kick a puppy, you know, you don't want to like, you don't want to shit on something that's so like clearly cute and harmless, but it's also a very bad game. Yeah. And also in the same way, it's cute and harm. It's cuteness almost feels a little dirty because right. you're like, they're, they're selling this based on the brand and they put so little effort. Into and there's it. a very weird, like hyper capitalist men, uh, 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 moral at the center. <laughs> sure, of this Exactly. It's a little disturbing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, do we have, anything else about our uh, multiple parties that we've had here our parties are i mean i guess we should just say to give people a little context these were probably the games that we spent the most time playing in a long time it's true just because it's hard to uh it's hard to play these for less than the amount of time of one playthrough right and you want to see how it shakes out the bowser mode we started playing and we just like wanted to finish it yeah like yeah. we just kind of like got into it yeah so uh yeah i mean that's a that's a recommend right there but yeah well, let's move on to our rankings then. Uh, each week we are ranking the games that we have just played, adding them to our master list, which is currently sitting at uh, 97 games. This will bring us up to 99 games. Ooh, uh, I have 99 week. games and, uh, and Luke belongs, same number of those. 99 yeah. Wii U games on the wall, 99 <laughs> Wii U games. You take one down, you play it. You play it around? I guess. You play yeah. around? You play, play around. around. Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first on this one. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I liked this Mario Party better than most any other Mario Party I've played. That doesn't mean I like it very much. <laughs> uh, so this is going at number 30 for me. That is uh, right below Game & Wario and right above Transformers Prime. Okay, Pretty solid place for this game to be. Uh, I, I think that sounds about right. It's not a game I'm going to want to break out all the time, sure. but... If people are saying, hey, I feel like playing Mario Party, this is the one I would recommend. Like, sure. you know, because there's a lot of features and there's a lot of stuff here. Amiibo Festival uh, is uh, going to be significantly lower on the list. This is going at number 78. That's right under Tank, 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 and right above the voice, I want you. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, pretty low. I can't really bring myself to bring it lower yeah. just because of the sheer adorableness of it, but it's really not good. No, it, it's really not. Um, we're, we're pretty uh, much on the same page. I I think I actually liked this Mario Party more than you did, but I'm ranking it lower at okay. number 38, yeah. which is right after the Call of Duty games, which you know, are kind of like real games. Sure. Um, whereas yeah. this is Mario Party. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I'm with you. Like, I think it's cool to have a Mario Party that has a functional mode for five players. Yes. I think that is a useful thing to be able to reach to for and like an asymmetric mode. Yes. So like if you are a Mario enthusi- Party enthusiast, like this would be a good game to have available. Oh, 100%. Um, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. I'm also putting it number 78, uh-huh. which is right ahead of Tank, Tank, Tank for oh, me. Oh, okay. Because um, I feel like this... We and- have vastly different opinions on Tank, <laughs> Tank, sure. Tank. Clearly. I feel like this and Tank, Tank, Tank are very much of a piece of you play it and you're like, is that it? Yeah. Is that really the whole game? That's, that's all. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, whereas Tank, Tank, Tank was, I guess, slightly more engaging, but this was also a thousand times cuter. It's true. Yeah. It's true. They are equally extremely dumb. Yeah, yeah exactly. They are equally very, very dumb. They both involve essentially one zero to one button. Crim, were these like your first Wii U games? Have I made you play Wii U games before? No, these were my first ever. Well, Welcome to the fold. What did you think? What did, what kind of impression did they leave? They were, I mean, they were pretty fun. I really liked the the Bowser uh, functionality on the gamepad. That seemed like it would have been really fun to be Bowser yeah. and have the extra, you know, shaking of the dice and writing of the graffiti and all that fun stuff. So that was my first exposure to that. Seemed fun. All right. All right. I mean, we definitely could have uh, started you off with something worse. Like, uh, yeah. uh, you <laughs> could have played Crude's Party. Yeah. yeah, you could have played one of those. It was a good idea to get me in on the very, very cute games. Yes. That will get me engaged. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening, for joining our little party here. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we are closing out the Lego games. We've had so many of these Lego games on the system. Ooh, it never ends. And we're just going to bust out the remainder uh, with the exception of Lego Dimensions, which we'll cover in a later episode. But oh, my gosh. It gonna, really never ends. It really never ends. But we're covering the last of the covers, basically. We're covering uh, Lego Movie, the video game, Lego The Hobbit, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Lego City Undercover. Okay. So so no more of these brick nonsenses. We're going to, you know, mostly, uh, you know, we're mostly at this point going to be talking about the properties that they're based off of. Sure. Uh, so get ready to hear some Hobbit hate. Uh, Ooh. Prepare to shave those feet because I'm not a Hobbit guy. Wait, wait. Okay. Before we get there, I just have a, I have a very quick question. Are okay. you just anti Peter Jackson's The Hobbit? Are you yes. anti? Okay. Anti Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. I'm fine with the book. Okay. Fine with the book. I was going to have yeah. to like push you out of a fucking window or that's, something. That's, oh. I would, I would welcome it. I would welcome it. I embrace death. No, sure. right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, see you next time to play some remaining Lego games. See everybody. Yeah.